everyone. Thank you for joining us and listening in on how to speak with clarity, confidence and charisma. I'm your host, Connie Lee Bennett. And in today's recording, we're going to be talking about how to master your body language, specifically how to use your posture to make a lasting impression. So stay tuned if you want to find out more about how and where to stand when presenting yourself in front of an audience. See you in a bit. Stand up straight and realize who you are, that you are towering over your circumstances. A beautiful quote by Maya Angelou. Maybe you recognize it. I'd like you to imagine for a moment with me you can remember a time, the last time, the first time, but a time when you presented yourself in front of an audience. If you go back to that moment, try and imagine yourself walking into the room. It might have been in front of one person. It might have been in front of 100 people. But imagine yourself walking into that room and standing in front of the audience. If you were a fly on the wall, if you were in that audience, what do you think your posture was saying to the audience? What was the first impression you made? Now, according to the Journal of Neuroscience, we have a part of our brain called the amygdala. And what the amygdala does within one Second, it's super crazy, I know. Within one second, the amygdala is able to process social cues in the absence of our awareness, meaning that we are unconsciously making an impression on of someone within the first second of meeting them on an unconscious level, which is why our first impression is so important. And our first impression with regards to our posture, but all other body language, needs to be as a public speaker, as a professional speaker, one that is relaxed and comfortable. We need to come across as if we're we're relaxed, we're comfortable in our own skin, because that demonstrates, that shows the audience that we are a leader, that we're going to be leading them, and that we are an authority in our field. So this is what we're going to be looking at today. We're going to be looking at postures and we're going to be speaking about where you could stand to demonstrate that you are a leader, that you are an authority, that you know what you're talking about. So where to stand and how to stand. Okay, so let's begin. So a lot of what you may be hearing on my podcast is information that you know already. Now, that is really, really great because I believe that we have all the answers within ourselves already. We know what we're supposed to be doing. I was talking to one of my clients recently and they were saying how they know what to do, but implementing it is the harder part. So Great that you know the information. You are here, you are listening to this podcast now at the divine time because your soul, your spirit, your unconscious wants you to learn something from this podcast that you are now ready to take to the next step to begin 
implementing. Andy Harrington once said, I was listening to him on stage, he said, information for free, implementation for a fee, isn't it? So it's kind of along the same lines where we're talking about how you can find the information. It's all out there. That's the easy part. It's implementing it. That's difficult. So just a bit of a shout out now. If you need any support, then reach out to me via the link in the podcast, conneliebennett.com forward slash podcast subscribe. Okay, so saying that, let's get to it. How do we stand? Now, the first thing that is the most important is we need to face the audience. Yes, I know that you probably know this. Facing the audience is really important. Now, especially in professional settings, when you have a PowerPoint or you have a flip chart, a lot of the time people spend most of their time in the, in the part of the stage where that flip chart is, um, where the lectern is, and they forget to look at the audience itself. So if you have a PowerPoint, refer to it if you know it by heart. So that's why they always say PowerPoints with pictures are better because it's a the audience is creating a picture of what you're saying, but you're still speaking to the audience. So as much as possible, face the audience and have your body open. Now, how else do we stand? So let's talk about four ways not to stand, or the invitation is you try not to as much as possible. What do you think those ways are? Let's take a moment for you to think about, jot it down if you have your pen. If you're imagining that speech that we spoke about, I don't know. By the way, have you ever watched or replayed your presentations? It could be a good idea. So replay and look at what are the ways that your body was standing? How were you standing in this presentation? So what do you think the four ways are or what are the ways that we should not stand when we're giving presentations? So what are some of those ways that you thought we should not stand? All right, let's have a look at them. Uh, Number one, hands in pocket. Now, if I think back to when I put my hands in my pockets, when I'm doing speeches, unconsciously or consciously, it's because in that moment, I'm not feeling confident. And this is what happens when you put your hands in your pockets, your shoulders, they slump forward. Now, when your shoulders are slumping forward, automatically, you're not coming across as confident. You're not coming across as an authority. So we always want to keep our shoulders back. All right. However, you can do that. Keep your shoulders back, pull your stomach in, but no hands in pockets. Number two, hands on hips. I don't know if I do this often. Amy Cuddy always talks about the power position, doesn't she? She says, stand with your hands on your hips, but this is your power pose. It's to get you into that space of power because it's a very, very powerful position, having your hands on hips. If you have your hands on hips, you may be separating yourself from the audience because you're coming across as overbearing, maybe too powerful. So use this as your power pose, like Amy Cuddy says, 
but try and prevent yourself from doing it when you're doing your talk. Another position they call the fig leaf. Now, if you imagine a fig leaf, when was that used? That was used in, oh gosh, Adam, Adam and Eve. There we go. So Adam and Eve had fig leaves that were covering their sensitive areas, weren't they? So try and prevent your hands from becoming a fig leaf, putting your hands in front of your sensitive areas. Because what happens is if you return to this position, it's like you're protecting yourself. You're coming across as very timid. And if you gesture from this position, what is it that you're unconsciously telling the audience? I don't know. Maybe you do. I don't know. But try and prevent yourself from putting your hands in the fig leaf position. And the last one I'd like to talk about today is cross-armed. Cross-armed. We need to be very culturally sensitive. I don't know how true this is, but I remember at university, I was very angry with this one person. I was livid. And we were having this discussion and my arms were crossed. Now, it wasn't in a professional public speaking position. It was one-to-one, but that's okay. And he was doing the same thing. And apparently in some cultures, arms crossed is a sign of respect. I don't know how true that is, but we need to be very culturally sensitive. So maybe if you're in that country, it's a good thing. But in most countries, especially the Western world and the Eastern, which is the world, isn't it? Okay. Anyway, we we digress. So in most countries, you need to be culturally sensitive and your arms crossed is you protecting yourself or you're angry. So be careful how you use your hand gestures. How should we stand then? Now, a great exercise that I've seen done is I'd like you to stand up. Now, if you're driving your car, then of course you can't. But if you're not driving your car and you can, I'd like you to stand up. And I'd like you to put your feet hip width apart. Okay, standing comfortably. Now, raise your arms up high, stretch. Okay, stretch up high, as high as you can. And now, naturally drop your arms. All right, beautiful. Now, where your hands have fallen is called your base posture. And I'd like you to breathe, just breathe in and out, feeling grounded in this position. Some people find this position comfortable when they're speaking. Some people don't find it comfortable at all. However, this is the most comfortable position. You're portraying the most comfort from this position. So if you return and you start, from this position, it looks the most natural to your audience. So practice this would be my advice because it doesn't come across naturally to start with, but keep practicing it. Okay, so the last thing we're going to speak about is where, where do we stand in the room? Depending on the size of the room, depending on 
what there is around. So there might be a couple of things that are distracting, like the window, maybe there's a lectern, maybe there's another desk. So depending on where you are, we need to find the position of strength. It is often the center of the stage. Okay, so the first thing you want to do before you speak is find where you think the position of strength is, where you're going to come across the best. Often is the center. So try and remain as, as much as you can in the center. This is your position of strength. Unless, for example, you are moving to stage right, when you're talking about the past, the present moment, is the center, which is why when you're wanting to stay here, when you're wanting the audience to be with you in this moment, when you're wanting them to pay attention to what you're saying, stage left is the future. So you can gesture to the stage right. I always say gesture to stage left, or you can move. Now, movement is really good because it creates a transition from one subject to the other. And it's also sometimes dramatic. So you can move across the room depending on what you're trying to do. Try not stand in front of any distractions. Now, what do I mean by that? Anything where they unconsciously will be thinking about that distraction rather than you. So if you're standing in front of a lectern, a podium, they might be looking at that itself. I know in I've attended award ceremonies, for example, or other types of events where they're standing in front of the lectern. I'm often looking at it thinking, oh, it's made out of glass. Oh, I can see the person behind or, you know, oh, look at their hands or whatever. So I'm getting distracted by the actual distraction or at the window. If someone stands by the window, I get distracted by people walking outside the window or cars going past. So try and avoid standing where people are going to get distracted. This could be an interesting one for you if you're doing presentations in a boardroom, for example. Where is it that you are talking or standing? So try and avoid the corner as much as possible. Some people stand at one part of the stage more than the others, so try and avoid this. I personally like to stand in the center and in the front of the stage. Now, proximity is quite key as well. If you're standing at the back of the stage, there's a lot of space, a lot of distance from you and the audience. If you're trying to make a point, I walk towards the audience more. And I've often spoken about in my podcast, the use of your voice, there is a sense of stillness and waiting and breath when you're trying to make a point. And sometimes what I like to do is I even like to get down off the stage and walk into the audience. Now, depending, of course, what your audience is, Remember, some people in their proximity, you have different types of zones of proximity. You have public, you have personal, and just keep that in mind when it comes to touching. Some cultures, definitely not. Some people do like to be touched when you're making a specific point. So just be careful about the proximity to which you stand. Okay, so what do you think? Have a look back over 
your past recordings and look at how is it that you have used the stage. Okay, so today we had a look at how you can use your posture to make a lasting impression on the audience that makes you come across with, with confidence, with authority, coming across as relaxed, as comfortable. And we looked at it by looking at where to stand and how to stand. Now, I know public speaking is one of the most scariest things we can do, but it also can be fun if you're willing to just have some fun around it. Every time you do a presentation, my invitation is always for you to play. So today we looked at different ways to stand. So during your presentation, try the different ways. Try standing in your natural position and feel it. Try standing with your hands on your hips, your hands in your pockets and notice how the audience is reacting to you. So this really could be fun. And this is my invitation to you between now and the next time that we meet. Now, guys, as always, thank you so much for listening. And I'll see you in the next episode for more insights on how you can fully express all of who you are. I look forward to seeing you then. Bye. If you want to speak with more clarity, confidence, and charisma, then jump over to www.conneliebennett.com forward slash podcast and make sure you schedule a call with me so we can find out what is keeping you in the corner of the room and show you how to move and stand on the center stage of your life. That's conneliebennett.com forward slash podcast. As always, thank you so much for listening and I'll see you in the next episode for more insights on how you can fully express all of who you are. I look forward to seeing you then. Bye.